All right, Ella, welcome to the DH Basics podcast. I'm so excited to feature you today. And we're just going to get started by having you tell me a little bit about yourself and your journey leading up to dental hygiene school. Wonderful. Hi, everyone. It's nice to be here. I'm super excited to share my journey and my story with you guys. Um, but when I was in high school, I was I was put in a spot to say, decide which which direction you're going to go in life. I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> what? Then I had to figure out what is it that I like, and I really truly enjoy science. I truly enjoy helping people and helping patients, and I found that direction in dentistry as I was helping my mom actually uh, kind of go through her dental hygiene experience. She had some perio issues, and I was the one to take her to hygiene appointments consistently. And that's the time when one of the hygienists inspired me to look into dental hygiene. She gave me the benefits of, you know, it is if you're family oriented, you can choose the times and the hours you want to work and you don't have to like be engulfed in the business uh, of running a practice. You go in, you work with patients, you, you know, apply your science background and you just enjoy what you do. And that kind of gave me a little spark to go and check out what hygiene is all about. And so I did. <laughs> I went through several interviews through different schools and lucky enough that I live in Kansas City. We have two wonderful schools, three now, actually. At the time when I was uh, going through the process that we had two schools, one um, offered a uh, uh, an associate's degree in hygiene and one offered a bachelor's degree. I went through interview on both class, uh, schools just to ha- make sure I have a backup. Um, and ultimately, I decided to go with the uh, university that offers a four-year uh, bachelor's degree in, in dental hygiene. It, it was it was interesting, exciting, and tough journey as far as just the learning curve, incorporating all of that information in two years. And, you know, coming into school, I'm going to brag a little bit. I'm a bit of a, you know, I had a 4.0 GPA pre-hygiene school, and then I go into the hygiene school, and it's tough, let me tell you. <laughs> and for a person that likes to study, and and, and the, my my personal goals for myself are set quite high. So when you go into hygiene school and all of that information that you have to register, and then you have to make sure you deliver, it's a bit more challenging to keep the 4.0 all the time. But that gave me an ability to say, you know, you can do much more, which is awesome. So I got an opportunity to go through the school, come out of the school and learn that what you learn in hygiene school is just basics. It's information that you can make sure and start your career, but that is just basics. And that basics allowed me to build upon and be where I am today. So I am still practicing dental hygienist. But I also am a co-founder of Converge Dental, which is uh, our coaching and consulting transformational company. What we do is we help practices grow and be profitable. And our main focus is how do we deliver exceptional customer experience at every touch point of a patient experience in the practice? We do that by focusing on patient, on uh, employee skill and confidence and the team efficiency and productivity. And how does the team become a restorative dental partner for the dentist in order to achieve uh, the the practice vision together? And it's super exciting. I know we're going to go into more details about that, but that's where my journey has taken me from the first inspiration from another hygienist to look into hygiene school to where I am today, inspiring other hygienists to, to do so much more with what they can and inspire others within their field and beyond. 
Wow. That's an amazing story. And I love what you're up to now building your own business. And I think that's so motivational for future hygienists who are interested in not only maybe clinical hygiene, but also, Hey, I have these other skills or I have this drive. I want to create something and the people are out there doing it every day. And you're, you're a testament to that. Well, I would like to back up a little bit and talk about life leading up to hygiene school. Did you have any dental assisting experience before you went into dental hygiene school? I did not. I did not know anything about dentistry. <laughs> to get to be a little bit more transparent with your listeners. So I went for my hygiene, uh, dental hygiene interview in one of the schools. And my attire that day was a, a suit, a pants suit. And I had a purple shirt under, underneath it. I, that's how little I knew about dentistry and dental hygiene. I was complimented by the choice of wardrobe that I chose, especially the color of the shirt. Little did I know that purple was the hygiene color. (laughs) It's my favorite color, but I didn't realize that there's a connection between one and the other. So I had zero, zero experience in dentistry or understanding of a dental field. All I knew is I love science. And I love working with people and helping them. And how can I bridge those together? Hygiene was the the way to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, what about business background? Did you have a degree or, or anything prior to going into dental hygiene school? Or how did you navigate through the world into a, a business owner? So the business aspect of it comes from experience, just personal experience, you know, learning how to manage your personal finances. A lot of people don't have that background. They just deal with, you know, paying bills and, and just being done with that. There's a little bit more in structure of how, how do you structure your own personal finances? Once you understand that, then you'll have a bigger picture. Okay, I am as a person and the, my household is like a business, right? So in order to run that efficiently and be effective, there is some management, there's some organization. You got to know how to do that, Right. And so you apply the same skills onto business ownership, uh, definitely through the process from where I was initially starting hygiene to today, there, it's a learning curve and opportunities. There's a lot to learn. I, I enjoy reading. I enjoy uh, listening to podcasts, uh, having mentors to make sure they guide you in the right direction. It does not just come from you being you. It comes from you taking challenges and learning from so many other people that have gone through it before, learning tips to make sure you do not make the same mistakes that they do and just help hopefully move forward faster without much more holding you back. So it's a, it's a long process. Absolutely. I like that you bring up personal finance. I'm a huge personal finance nerd. All of the podcasts I listen to are about personal finance. And you're exactly right, because that's kind of how I'm modeling what I'm trying to do with growing my little business. And It all starts at home. It starts with that knowledge and you have to look to others to help you get through it. And that's what this podcast is here for. You know, if you want to achieve a degree in dental hygiene, you have to be surrounded by people who are doing it and uh, listening to us regularly will help you do that. Well, speaking of personal finance, I would like to ask, how did you pay for dental hygiene school? If you don't mind sharing. Not at all. I had opportunities to, um, uh, apply for scholarships. That's one way they help, that it has helped. I worked a bit to save uh, for college as well. I was fortunate enough that my parents actually helped me out with that as well. So there was, again, I was fortunate enough not to take loans out, but I had the opportunity through scholarships and, and again, personal finances to be able to 
um, go through school without getting loans. Absolutely. And so you applied to two schools. You got into both. Did you get into both on your first time applying? I actually, to be honest with you, I got into the university for the four-year bachelor's degree in from the first try. And on on the second interview with the um, other program, the associate's degree, I was put on a waiting list. Um, I already had my my opportunity or acceptance to the other school. So I'm like, well, this was a backup anyway. So that's my original goal was already planned out. And that's where I wanted to go. I was accepted there. So no, one school put me on the waiting list and one school accepted me. Wow, that's really interesting. Um, so you ended up going to, was it University of, is it Kansas City, Missouri? UMKC, yes. UMKC. Okay, University of Missouri, Kansas City. <laughs> I said it backwards. <laughs> okay, very cool. And so what did you feel like was the most difficult aspect of the admissions process? Um, it's be well, for me, it's more about, I was quite nervous, as probably everybody is going through interviews. It's the process of them trying to understand if you are on the right track, right? Answering all those questions. Like, for example, one of the uh, the university uh, interview, it was one person. I love how they made it so personalized. One person, just you and them sitting there in a room kind of talking. They're asking you questions. They are writing it down, but it's more of a conversation and you feel a little bit more relaxed. So the, the atmosphere they created was just the right atmosphere to do this kind of interview because the goal through the interview is to see for them if you are the right person to come into the program if you are able to um, withstand challenges are you able to go through you know learning so many so much information in a short period of time what has your experience in in the past have given you the opportunity to go through those challenges and accomplish Right. So it's their opportunity to see who you are and your opportunity to share with them how you're going to shine through this program, that they are making the right choice, choosing you versus another candidate. Right. So they go through personal questions just to get an, ex- an idea. What experiences in life did you go through to see if you can handle challenges? Right. And one main question I remember, again, my interview was a bit long ago, but I remember they asked if I had any previous experience, any family members in dentistry. And the reason they asked that is to see if you even had a a little bit of experience in a dental environment. Like if I personally had zero. So I, you know, you just be honest with them because you are there to learn. If you if you have no experience, but you truly are passionate about learning this particular field. That's what you express during the interview. They want to see your passion. If you're just there for wrong reasons, like I just want to make more money or or more money than somebody else, that's a wrong reason to be there because you're going to get burned out really fast. (laughs) You have to identify your why and your passion for doing what, what you're interviewing for. Yeah. Couldn't have said it better myself. Well, I do want to ask, because speaking of challenges, what do you feel like was the biggest challenge once you got into dental hygiene school, especially during that first year? Time management. <laughs> Time management, because the first the first uh, year, if I remember correctly, the first six months or the first quarter, uh, it was a lot of just in-classroom sessions. They are just bombarding you with information on details like science and pathology and all of those little details are uh, 
two structures. I mean, you have to learn a lot within the first six months. And so organization, to be able to organize yourself and retain information, and it's long hours of studying afterwards. I remember we stayed after classes or after school is done, we stayed in clinic or stayed at school and worked together as a, as a group to make sure we understand the information. Um, so that was the biggest challenge is organization and time management. That tends to be a common problem for most dental hygiene <laughs> students. And I think, uh, yeah, all you have to do is just know, I think, going in that, okay, I have to be on it from day one. Even if you can, if there's any way you can get a leg up before you get started, you know, knowing as much as you can know before you get there helps too. Well, I was going to ask, oh, sorry, go ahead. Add, I'm sorry, just to add to that, uh, you have to also evaluate your personal life situation, right? We had a different aspect of people in the, in our class. Personally, I was not married. I had no kids. I lived um, with my parents at that time. So my situation was accessible to, to allow time for studying and not worry about anything else, right? Uh, other uh, students there, they had families. There, this was a career switch for them. So they were in their mid forties, for example, and they're switching careers. They had other responsibilities. So before you even step into this process or, or commit to it, you really have to evaluate what are you able, how are you able to create the time to actually study and uh, spend time in school to be successful. So you really have to evaluate that. And if you need some support, bring that support in, let them know what you're going to be going through, prepare everybody in your life to be your support so you can be successful and not burnt out or overwhelmed because we've had a couple of people that dropped out midway because they couldn't handle it too much, not just the school aspect, but the real life situations. So, yeah. How old were you when you were in hygiene school? I was 19. Okay. You are youngest who were <laughs> so I far. I, I did my, uh, my, I got my associate's degree within a year after graduating high school. And then right after that, I got into hygiene school. My goal was to finish my bachelor's degree in three years. And I did that. <laughs> so that's awesome. It was, it was quick, which is great. I think that's going to be so inspiring for our younger listeners who are coming out and they know, Hey, I'm ready to go into hygiene because a lot of people like myself included it. I took the long roundabout way before I finally got into general hygiene. So mm -hmm. I love that. I think that's fantastic. And then you've had this amazing career in dentistry and now you're starting this own, your own business. So, uh, what an incredible life as a hygienist. That's fantastic. <laughs> I want to ask one more question before we kind of get into the the final realm of things. What do you feel like your social life was like when you were in hygiene school? Uh, practically non-existent. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you, um, it was it was tough. I think the the group of of ladies that we had in our classroom at that time was the social circle. Right? We spend a lot of time studying the weekends. I'm very family oriented. I have a, a large family. So the weekends was time to uh, to set out for family, but it was always cut short because there's a need for study. So really prepare for that for the two years of schooling being a little bit challenging to have a true social life like you would want it. But I always say, don't look short term. Look at the long term goal. What successes are you going to have once you go through these two years of hard, you know, 
challenging times and, and times to really focus and, and do what you got to do in order to have that thriving life afterwards. So it, it is totally worth, you know, not having a social life as much as you would like. There is some opportunities. They don't, you know, push you that hard, but there's some opportunities. But look at the longer term goal of what success looks like after you finish school. That's a hard part for a lot of students. They maybe had a thriving social life before and try and keep that up, but also explaining to your family and friends, I can't go out this weekend. I can't do this, or I can't go on that trip to wherever. I had a student ask me, this was, she was asking me, okay, we're, they're about to leave for summer break. She said, my cousin or whoever is getting married in Mexico. The first week we come back to class, she goes, would you go? I was like, no, I was like, I, I know that that's so hard. And I mean, I wish, you know, in a perfect world, that would not be the case, but you have to make the decision. It's your first week back. You're going to miss clinic. You're going to miss all of the orientation stuff. It's just, there's going to be a time where you're going to have to make sacrifices and dental hygiene school is about making a lot of sacrifices. So it's a good point to make. Well, I think my final question is what advice would you give to any future dental hygienist who are embarking on this process? How can they be successful? That's a very important question because I want you guys, I want your listeners to truly look within themselves and decide what type of a clinician or a clinical hygienist are you going to be? What is your personality and identify why the big why of why you're doing this in the first place? Because there's a lot of hygienists out there that that go into work, they cluck in and cluck out, and they just see one patient at a time, and it's just a routine on daily basis. That's the type of environment you're going to get burnt out really quick because it gets discouraging. It, it does. It's not as exciting as it can be. As a dental hygienist, if you know your why, why you're there, and why you're doing things that you're doing on a daily basis. It gives you inspiration to do more. Our main goal is to provide comprehensive uh, treatment to our patients. And that comprehensive treatment comes from your knowledge and your skill. So continuously improve and learn and apply your knowledge to patient care. With now, with technology at the, you know, today, there's so much that we can implement in the hygiene department to not just grow the practice and help the dentist you know, uh, fulfill the vision for the practice, but inspire the patients to understand their health better, to make more educated decisions and make more uh, decisions for what, how they can improve their health on their own without you constantly nagging them about, oh, you got to brush and floss all the time and things like that. Take the opportunity to be a leader in your own area of expertise. Do not just rely on the doctor to come in and talk to patients. You have the degree, you have the knowledge, you have the skill. Be the leader that you can be in your area and understand that the doctor is not who you work for. Your doctor is your peer. Work with your doctor, collaborate together, keep open communication with the doctor to make sure that you guys are on the same page, you're fulfilling the same vision and be the inspiration that the doctor is looking for or the team members are looking for. You are there in a team to inspire others. You're there to inspire your patients. And ultimately that leads to creating 
exceptional customer experiences all the time. You are there that will lead to, or your actions will lead to having the team aligned and then ultimately reaching the vision that the doctor wants to reach for the practice. So you're a very crucial role in the practice, but you have to take that challenge to be the, the, the star, you know, to be the leader that you can be. I really enjoy that, that whole sentiment. I think it was fantastic because you talk about a vision that you're creating for yourself, your career, and the office that you end up working at. And that vision starts when you really before you even get into dental hygiene school, but especially once you get into dental hygiene school, you start learning about everything about patient care and you don't learn much about the business aspect, which that can always come later, right? Because like you said, you learn the basics, but that vision for the type of hygienist that you want to be starts blossoming when you're in dental hygiene school and to to graduate and move on and to know that there's people out there who support you and will help you to be the best hygienist that you're going to be like you. I think that that's fantastic. And I love your message. It's, it's definitely inspirational. Well, where can people find you to, to learn more about you and your business? Yes. Um, you can go to our website, convergedental.com. You can contact me personally, Ella at convergedental.com. And I, for your podcast and for your listeners, I'm going to offer a 30-minute free at no charge discovery session. If you have any questions, if you need some guidance, and even if you are a hygienist that's already practicing, just needs guidance to change her situation or his situation, let me know. Reach out. I will be more than happy to help. There's so many avenues to be thriving in your position. And sometimes we just need that little push or that accountability or that that little bit of information to get you in the right direction. And that's where we're here for. So convergedental.com, you can click on, you know, uh, reach reach us or reach me directly at elletconvergedental.com and I will be more than happy to help you out. That's awesome. Well, we appreciate that so much. Well, I appreciate your time today and uh, I hope that we get to meet in person soon and we'll definitely funnel our listeners your way in the future. So thank you so much. That would be fantastic. Thank you so much for this opportunity. And I hope that we have inspired the listeners today. Absolutely. 